Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on Power Your Life, and I'm Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here and to do the show. I want to send out some prayers and and safety for people who are going through all sorts of weather and challenges all over the globe. Know that we're here and we care, and that's so important that people care. We are living very busy, sometimes even chaotic, crazy lives, and how do you get a sense of it all? How do you know what's the priority, what to do next, how to, how to get out of the mess of it all? And oftentimes we are so overwhelmed by everything that's going on that we just don't know what to do and how to do it and how to handle our lives and ourselves to be as happy and contented and also successful as we want to be. Well, today I have a very special person who is going to help us, yes, with all of that. And I'm talking about Beth Caldwell, who's a popular author, an inspirational speaker, a web TV host, blogger for Thrive Global, and also the creator of Monday Morning Mastermind, and the SHIFT program for women. Beth helps women discover their purpose and share their talents with the world. She's been recognized with several prestigious awards and spent four years as a global instructor for the Steve Harvey Success Institute. And her book, which is very exciting, and I have it in my hands here, Shift Your Life from Out of Control to Streamline, and be successful. This is a such an important book, and Beth is such an important person that's going to help us streamline our lives. Welcome, Beth. How are you? Hello, Dr. Joanne. I'm I'm great. So happy to be here. It's such a pleasure to have you, and you and I have been connected. But this is so, so nice to really have you on the show and to really know that you are here for people in such a beautiful way. So let's get to this book. I know there's another book coming up, and we'll talk about that later, and that's in 2020. But why did you write this book? What was going on in your life at the time? Well, I wrote the book because, well, because I'm like you, I'm a writer. (laughs) That's what I do. That's how I express myself. And I was, at the time, I was on the road speaking and my talk 
uh, was called Yes, You Can Do It All, You Can't Do It All at the Same Time. And that sh- that changed and evolved into the book title from Frantic to Focus. But at the time, Joanne, I was writing a book um, on how to write your own publicity plan. And I worked for like three years on this publicity plan workbook. And I was on the road with the Steve Harvey group. And my talk there was um, from the from Frantic to Focus. And, and all of the other people were saying, Hi, you need to you need to write the book that you're speaking on. That's the message that people want to hear. But I was determined to stick to that public relations book because I don't like to leave projects unfinished. And, um, and I delayed it for a while. And I have to tell you, they were right. I should have written the book a little sooner because people really are resonating with it. Well, people need that, like I said earlier, where our lives are so busy and there's so much that we cram into them. So what do we need to do? I mean, you have tips for people. You have strategies in your book, and it's a wonderful book, folks. I encourage everybody to get it because we all need to figure out <laughs> how to in our lives and, and, and really be able to be more organized. So I'd love you to share a couple of those strategies to help not only women, because this is also for men, to help all of us really be able to live the kind of lives that we want and to feel like we're not all over the place. Well, you know, you're right. There are, there are 10 tips in this book, and you don't need to do all 10 of them. Um, and you don't need to do all, all 10 of them at one time. You pick where your life is most chaotic, at home, at work, in the community, all of the, the above, right? Where is, where is the place that needs the most, you know, you sort of triage your productivity, right? Where do you need the most help? Um, for me, it was rest and, and taking care of myself. I had worked myself into it, an illness um, because of burdens and priorities that I put on myself that, that really were not realistic and actually were not important or not as important as I thought they were, right? And so one thing is to acknowledge where you are, right? Who are you being? Is this the life that you wanted? I started my own business when my children were young because I wanted flexibility and I wanted I wanted to have unlimited income. I wanted to be able to give myself a raise whenever I wanted to, and I wanted to have time freedom. And two years into my business, I had almost no money, and I was working all the time. This was not what I planned. And I literally worked myself into a sickness. And so I had to start over. So the first thing is, what's the most critical thing that, that we need to take care of? For me, it was my health at that time. And, and then you, you do the, what's the next thing I need to do? What's the next thing I need to do? My second thing was the bank account, <laughs> right? Let's begin to put our focus not so much on what's outside of our world and what other people think, but what's really important right here in this home under this roof with this family. Um, those are two things that I see a lot of women struggling with in my travels. You know, it's so it's really so important because I, I, I and one of the things that I've been struggling with is is social media right now. We all want to be on social media, and and for many people, that's what they do all the time. And I'm trying to fit that into my life, seeing clients, my writing, because like you, I love to write. So how do you do that without feeling that you are neglecting? 
one area of your life, I mean, like this morning, I was I was doing social media and thinking, wait a minute, I have a, I have a chapter due, I have an interview with this wonderful woman, Beth Caldwell. Well, what? And I was scrambling. So, what is um, I'm using me personally for that? But what? How do we do that? What do we do with? You know, social media is so addictive, and it is it is does draw us. And doesn't it, especially for social people and especially for compassionate people, because we care and we're curious and we're interested about what other people do. And what I do with, with uh, social, my, my clients think this is kind of funny. Uh, first of all, I schedule a lot of my social media. So a lot of times what you see me posting in my groups, I have done evenings and weekends because I don't have time to be on social media during the day, during the week. That's when I'm working with my clients and working on my book. And so the, the big tip to social media is don't – I don't check my email, my Instagram, or my Facebook until after I've seen one or two clients for the day. Isn't that crazy? People are really shocked whenever, whenever they hear me say that because it's just the opposite of what most people do. Most people wake up and they grab their phone and they look at what their friends are doing. It's this need that we have to be connected. Um, but – Facebook, Instagram, even though they're fun, they do not pay our bills. <laughs> they do not help us achieve our goals. And so I do something called time blocking, and I plan my schedule, what I'm going to work on the day before. So I know, for example, this morning, what I had to do, I had a client before this, and I wanted to set aside some time to prep for this. And so my, my schedule is prepared the night before, and I do it in two- or three-hour increments. So, like, I knew that from 9 to 11 I was going to be working with a client. So I blocked off my schedule, obviously, for this interview, but, but from 11 o'clock on so that I could have some lunch because, Joanne, I used to skip that. <laughs> I used to skip eating and drinking, going to the bathroom, because I just didn't have time for that. I would literally jam my schedule so, so full. So I blocked time to eat and drink and, um, and prep so that I'm not doing an interview like this in a hectic and frantic state because I just hung up the phone from a client. So time blocking and having your schedule prepped ahead of time so that you wake up in the morning and you know exactly what you're going to do. It keeps you from distraction. And that's what social media can become a distraction. You know, that's so important to to recognize that it can distract us from what our priorities are and it's so important to make sure that we are sticking to our priorities. And when you were saying you didn't eat or sleep, or I mean, health is, is one of our major priorities. And if we neglect that, where are we for ourselves, for our family, for whatever we're doing? So I think that's so very important. Now, you were talking about, you know, that you were you were going through some of your own challenges. Can you share that with our listeners? Because often, often people think, well, someone like Beth hasn't struggled. You know, there she is, doing all this incredible stuff, and people don't see that that the human, the struggling side of us, that be, and then be able to move past that. And I think that's so important to be able to to present mm-hmm. that to people and also show how you've come through it and and are on the other side. Well, you know, like you and like everybody listening, 
I've had my share of life's challenges, right? I mean, I've lived through a divorce. Who in the world ever walks down the aisle expecting or planning on getting a divorce? Um, I had have two wonderful sons, and one of them had a number of health issues. And I can remember being pregnant. You know how when you're expecting a baby, you're planning exactly how everything's going to be, right? <laughs> I remember when I was pregnant with my second son, I, w- I imagined the two of them doing crafts together. We didn't know back then. My boys are in their 20s. We didn't know if we were having boys or girls. They didn't tell you that back then. But I would just imagine that my children would play together happily in color. And when I was pregnant, I would uh, buy all these craft things, even though they weren't going to use them for three or four years, right? But I saved up all these craft things for this imaginary day when we would all sit in the kitchen and do crafts. And I remember when they were like eight and nine years old, I just took the whole drawer and donated it to the YMCA because they never, ever wanted to do crafts. And, you know, my point is, is that we spend so much time planning and having expectations of what we think our life is going to be. Nobody walks down the aisle to get married and thinks that they're ever going to get a divorce. And so a lot of times these things that come up for all of us, a divorce or disease or disability or disappointment, I'm using all the Ds, disappointment, heartbreak, you know, the loss of a job, um, the reason that they throw us so much is because we weren't expecting them because we spend so much time in our head on our plans of how we want things to be. That was really, really huge for me to learn how to live in the moment and stop planning things and stop pre-planning things because it's the expectations that disappointment from those expectations that really can throw us off. Now, I'm fortunate because I am naturally an optimist, and I'm a very resilient woman, so I have gotten through um, challenges, but I've got to tell you, it's not easy. It's not easy to get through some of these things, even if it's, you know, an unexpected bill that can really throw you off. And, um, you know, some of the tips that I have for people when you're going through a crisis, um, a disappointment, a heartache, or you're just sad, you know, You don't have to do everything. I tell my clients and my friends, cancel everything that isn't necessary. Um, I I say, you know, women don't like to say no to things, even when they're at their worst. You know, I saw something on Facebook yesterday about women who cry. And it said, you'd be surprised how often women cry, sitting in the car before they go into a place, coming out. It's because we're so overbooked. And I tell my clients and friends, go into the no zone. You don't have to say no forever, but just I'm not taking extra appointments right now. I'm not doing any volunteer work right now. You know, in your case, you could say, I'm on a deadline for my book. I'm in the no zone for the next two months. So cancel everything that isn't necessary. Make self-care your priority. Literally scheduling yourself to eat, sleep, move. Um, Your necessary appointments. Don't forget your vitamins and your herbs. Sunshine every day. Um, And laugh every day. Laughing every day. And another thing I like to tell my people to get good at is I have to work a lot of times with women on saying no. And then I have to work with them to get good at saying yes, saying yes to help, to help when people want to offer help. You know, we are terrible at that, aren't we? <laughs> when somebody oh, says, yes. can I help or how can I help? I have to train them to get good at saying yes to those offers and accepting help. 
we as women are so good and many men are good at this, at giving help and we're horrible at accepting it. And that's another thing that we really need to work on. And just think about you. We know each other just a little bit, but I know how giving you are. And if someone weren't to accept your help when you wanted to give it, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that hurt? Because that's, it's, it's so much that we want to do. And when we don't let people help us, we rob them of that joyful feeling. You know, you're so right because it's so important to to also to balance that. And I also do work with, with teaching people how to say no. And there are ways to say no that, you know, I would love to help you. I really would, however, so that at least you're not, no, I can't do it. Forget it. So at yeah. least you're kind of letting them down gently or whatever. And that feels more comfortable to us. But you're so right that when – when we reach out to help someone it and and we're able to do that there's so much joy it's a gift to be able to have somebody allow us to help them and the the other side of that as you're talking about is it we can't deplete ourselves you know we it's so important like you said to take care of of, of ourselves because we're important and we have to remember how important we are and, and and to not only make a difference to other people, but to make a difference to ourselves. Tell our listeners, and there's somebody that wants to ask a question, so we're going to hold off on that question for just a few minutes. Tell our listeners a little bit about what the SHIFT program for women is all about, because I love the title, and I think people want to know more about it. Oh, thank you. So the SHIFT program for women is a program that I do for women who own their own business or they own their own income. And what I do is I specialize in helping women who are earning a few hundred or a few thousand dollars a month in their business, but they're not optimized. And I help them to shift their business by adding systems and programs and Um, just getting it organized. It's a six session program where we go from beginning to end and we either create their business or we improve their business. So it's streamlined, it's organized, it's focused, it's successful, and it's running for a woman instead of it running the woman, right? And I love that. I work with a lot of solo professional women, coaches and authors and nutritionists. I have a naturopath that I work with, anybody really that's in charge of their own income that is not doing as well as she would like to do and needs a little streamlining. You know, I think we all can use that. (laughs) So how do we get to a place where we can streamline, even if we're not necessarily owning our own business, but we're running a home and we're taking care of family? What do we need to do that can help us organize our lives? You've mentioned some of this before. I want to get into it a little bit deeper. And to allow us to feel that we're not neglecting other people or neglecting our own needs and really doing what, what's important? Well, first of all, you start where you are. You start where you are. And a lot of people today, especially in America, they don't pay attention to where they are. They stay super busy so they don't have to think about it. Um, whether it's an emotion that they don't want to process or whether it's a bills that they want to pretend like they don't have 
or whether it's just uncomfortable feelings. We have so many opportunities today more than ever to buffer and avoid and procrastinate. So the first thing to do is to get real and get honest about where you are, where you are right now, and where you want to be. So we're coming into the end of the year. A lot of people are talking about New Year's resolutions. I don't do that for myself or with my clients. I have my clients set an intention on who they want to be. Who do you want to be? What do you want your life to be like? And let's take a look at that, and let's take a look at where you are right now. And a lot of times it's not as, as far apart as you think. People avoid looking at reality. And a lot of times it's, it's worse in their heads than it actually is. So first, decide where you are, decide where you want to be, and stop living the same day, month, week, year, over and over and over again. Stop living that over again by making some plans, setting some deadlines for yourself, setting some intentions for yourself of who you want to be. And we break that down into sizable pieces. We do one thing at a time. So start where you are and do one thing at a time. Always, always, always remember what's most important. What's most important is the people living under your roof. And that's it. That's really who you answer to and why we're doing all of this. And a lot of times what we're focused on is outside of our house and what other people think. And these are habits that we've created. But once we recognize them, we can adjust. You know, I'm glad you said they're habits because that's so important. We get so used to doing things a certain way and we continue to do it even if it's something that's really not helping us at this point but again we just continue so so thank you for that i'm going to see if this person wants to ask a question so hang on hello you're on the line greetings in the name of the father son and holy spirit i love what the sister was talking about my name is pastor don jr ceo and my question is how do you feel Faith plays a part into being an entrepreneur because I've been in business for over 21 years. In July, I'll be celebrating 22 years. And um, everything you said, I, I, I'm the same way. I don't eat. I don't eat at all. You know, I might have one meal or half a meal a day, and I have to force myself to have family time. But how do you feel faith plays into being an entrepreneur because we don't know what we're going to get until we wake up and hit the floor? So uh, can you talk to the brothers? I know you've been hollering at the sisters, but what about the brothers? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, thank you for that question. I think it, it's relevant to everybody. So, you know, um, I don't think that God wants us to be living frantically. Mm. I don't think, uh, and sometimes in my case, what happened was, I never mentioned what my illness was, but I got pneumonia was the illness that I had. And oh, pneumonia God. is awful. It's really hard to recover from. And I wound up being in my mid-30s. Um, meeting a visiting nurse at my house with these two children who were, you know, preteens, they weren't driving. And I want, because boy, when I do something, I do a big, I got really, really sick. And I asked a pastor, did I do something wrong? Am I being punished? And he said to me, mm. you know, that sometimes God lays you on your back just to remind yes. you to look up. You and know, that's I don't so very that, important. No, go ahead. Yeah. I don't believe that God wants you to not eat, not sleep, not see the sunshine, not laugh, not enjoy your family. And so I think that there are some decisions that need to be shifted. And what I, what I had to do when I got sick was I had to focus all of my energy and my business only on income-producing activities, and everything okay. else was a no. Only I'll income activities. That. 
producing activities and do that do the most income producing activity before 10 a.m. Maybe you well, can okay, take the I, afternoon off to be with your children. But, <laughs> you know, that's so very important what you're saying because I think that if we neglect our health, you love to work with people and and that's how you're guided to do that and if we neglect our health how are you there for other people you're not you and you're not even there for yourself so that's so very important beth thank you for your feedback for this man he just got off um but i think that hopefully that you helped him because again we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and if you're not eating or you're not sleeping and and you've experienced that where are you so so thank you for because hopefully you helped that man so in terms of getting to a place from let's say somebody wants to get focused but how do you get out of that frenzy out of that frantic state of I have to do this. I, I mean, how do you? T- that's the emotional piece to it, not necessarily the organizational piece to it. What do you tell your clients, women, men, to in terms of their emotional place state to be able to free themselves from that, that those feelings of I got to do it. I'm frantic. I have to do yeah. whatever that is. Well, you know, the key word to this too is habits. Um, we have to acknowledge that the we got where we are in a state of frantic because of habits and habits can be difficult to change. You ask anybody who deals with addiction, um, habits are hard to change. And many of us have been saying uh, yes, for example, this disease to please as Oprah calls it, we've been doing this since we were very young girls. So I think that you, you can't expect yourself to just change you know, like we want you to introduce some new habits, but new habits aren't like light switches. You can't just say, okay, from now on, I'm going to stay off of Facebook in the morning and only do my calendar when you've been doing the other way for 12 years, right? And so it's setting an intention and a reminder, okay? And remembering that this is a habit and habits can be changed. It's You're going to set yourself up for failure if you try to change, you know, 10 things in, at one time. So one thing at a time. You focus on one spot. For me, it was health to begin to begin with. For everybody else, it's wherever you need to be. Now, when it comes to the emotions, emotions are so, oh, I sometimes wish we could go without them because they do hold us that our thoughts are either push us forward or hold us back. And I see people who are really stuck in this, I what I call shooting themselves. You know, I should be at the Rotary Club, or I should be at this church breakfast, or I should be here. Um, And those thoughts are what keep you from doing what you really are meant to be doing. So so, um, watch your thoughts. Stop shooting yourself. Focus on what you do get done. All right? So at the end of the day, I, I talk about this in my book. I talk about at the end of the day, I used to go up the steps in the evening, and I would put my foot on the stair, and I would say, oh, I forgot to make that phone call. And then I'd go on to the second step. Oh, I didn't sign that contract. I didn't send that email. Oh, my gosh, I didn't finish. I didn't clean. Did I lock the car? Did I do the dishes? Did I switch the laundry over? (laughs) Oh, I didn't put the laundry in the dryer, right? And I'm doing that all the way up the steps. But I get to my bed, and guess what? I can't sleep because all of those thoughts are turning around in my head. And so a very wise person, very close to me, 
um, who had no trouble sleeping, <laughs> said to me, hey, when you're going up the steps at the end of the day, why don't you think about what you did do? And so here's what I teach people. So when you, when you say something like, oh, I didn't send that email, then you say, I, I will send it tomorrow. Or did I remember that project? Oh, it's on my calendar to do on Friday, right? You begin to slowly change your thoughts and reassure yourself and then focus on what you did do. So I I tried this experiment. And, Joanne, sometimes I had to go back down the steps and start over. Because remember, I have been beating myself up the steps every night for like 20 years, right? So I would sometimes go back down to the bottom of the steps. And by the time I got to the fourth step, I was like, damn, girl, you did a lot today. <laughs> and I would get up to the top of the You know, I think I it's so important. I had to learn that, too. And I also <laughs> get to a point sometimes where I'm, I'm, get, I'm tapping myself on the shoulder. I'm giving myself positive reinforcement and saying, good job. Look at what you – because I think we, we've learned and we've become – We've we've gotten into that habitual state of like you said what did, what we didn't do what and judging ourselves and often more harshly than than positively, so I think your advice is wonderful and I think we can surprise ourselves by look at what you you know even even include the fact that you made dinner for your family or the fact that you that you made a phone call that you had to do because sometimes we look at some of those small what we consider small tasks as insignificant in terms of the bigger scheme of our accomplishments and I think you have to really look at it all so thank you for that I want to get back to the habits for a minute because so many people recognize that, yeah, it's a habit, and they think they could change it tomorrow. And and I think a little bit of patience is so important. Yes, you can change it, but it's so important to know that, you know, it may take more than a, a, a second. It may take more than a day to change a habit that you've been so entrenched in for most or half of your life. So thank you for that because – we can change our habits, and when we do, we feel better because we've created habits that help us move forward, and that's so important. So tell us, because I want our listeners to know about your upcoming book, and we'll have to have you on again, but you're in busy writing it, and it's coming out in somewhere in 2020, so tell us about it. It's called yeah. Women Lead. Love the title. Thank you. The book is is coming out uh, for International Women's Day 2020, so that will be early March of 2020. And it will be similar to this book, Joanne, because I've learned that women, busy women especially, uh, like short books. They like tips that are practical, that they can read quickly, that they can implement. And we're going to talk about uh, things that you can do inside of the workplace as a woman today, um, regardless of where you work whether you work at home, whether you work in the community, whether you work at a corporation, you are influencing others. And, you know, where I live in the United States, uh, we we come from um, a background of coal coal mines and steel mills. And um, the workplace here in some places still is, is very much like go to job, go to work, do your job, keep your mouth shut. This is the way we've always done things, and this is changing. In some parts of the country, it's changing easier than other parts of the country. And women often find themselves in awkward positions where something is wrong at work, and if you say something, something might happen. 
people won't like you, you may get fired, and it's about being a brave leader in those times. Um, it's, it's not about whistleblowing or anything like that. It's just more about who you're being and how you show up. Because one thing that can really kill you is to go to a toxic workplace, right, and spend 8, 10, 12 hours there every day and then come home and try to be, um, you know, healthy for your family. And so it's about making the workplace uh, um, a little bit more modern and empowering the women with the tools to do that. I can't wait. (laughs) So that's important. That really is because we do need to be able to speak our truths, to be able to, to manage ourselves at the same time, and also not to feel that we're being discounted and to be authentic, not only with who we are with ourselves, but also with other people. So it's important. It really is important. So what would you like to tell women who are struggling, who don't feel that they are empowered or have the power to make changes in their lives or in their work or whatever? What, What advice do you have for them? Well, one thing that I'm so glad you gave me that opportunity because I've been thinking, I, I feel like there might be people listening who have young children at home. And and at that time, life can be very chaotic. And I remember when my boys were young, I so wanted to be a writer and speaker. And, you know, here I was, 27, 28, 33 years old, thinking, oh, you know, it's just never going to happen <laughs> because I'm here raising these kids. Now, I wanted to be raising the kids. And I would think that, you know, of all the things that I've done in my life, I don't regret anything except this one thing, which is to be constantly criticizing myself and wishing things were different. Um, And and that's what I did a lot of, you know, when the boys were little, I'll tell you what, I could go to bed at the end of the night and say, we had a fun day. I was a dedicated mom. We did a lot of reading and a lot of activities and a lot of games and sometimes the house was very very messy I mean sometimes there just wasn't enough hours in the day to get all the laundry done and um, I would just go to bed and, and think oh I didn't do this and I didn't do that and I wish I had gone to bed and say those boys are loved and we had a great day I mean that was a blessing to be able to stay at home with those boys at that time and so don't focus on what isn't going right, but look at the blessings that you do have. And it just makes life easier to get through. And every situation is temporary. You know, I, it just annoyed me so much when people would say to me, oh, they're going to grow up so fast. Because people would say that all the time, and I just would roll my eyes. But it's so true. There's so much time at the end of that. And what is happening today, whatever chaos is happening in your life today, is temporary. Um, so look for the joys get a good night's sleep, and then you'll be ready to tackle whatever surprises and delights are waiting for you tomorrow. You know, I love that advice. And as you look for the joys, there are always more joys. And it doesn't mean that we don't go through stuff and challenges because we do. And and you and I could spend a whole other show just talking about what we've experienced in terms of challenges. But again, you have a choice as to where your focus is. And, and so it's beautiful that you're telling people to look for the joys and to cherish those precious moments that you have that give your life that joy and that meaning and that connection not only to yourself but to others. So, Beth, tell our listeners how they could find you, how they could get a hold of this incredible book, and how they can get a hold of you. 
Oh, thank you. Well, the book is available in bookstores everywhere. Um, of course, you can get it on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or any one of the bookstores in your community. It's called From Frantic to Focus. Um, if you like Vitamin Beth, as my clients like to call it, um, go on over to Facebook and look for uh, a group called Monday Morning Mastermind with Beth Caldwell. Monday Morning Mastermind with Beth Caldwell. And twice a day, you will get motivational, inspirational messages in there and then a video every Monday morning. And then if you're interested in coaching with me, you can check out my website, coachbethcaldwell.com. Wonderful. How would, what would you like to say to our listeners before we leave today? Oh, the best message. You can do it all, friends. You can do everything that you want to. You just can't do it all at the same time. I love it. Beth, thank you. You are such a gem, and I appreciate all that you do to help not just women but men and also their families. And I look forward to your new book, Women Lead. Thanks so much for being a beautiful guest and a beautiful you. Bye, Joanne. Thank you. My pleasure. Take care. So think about all that Beth said because she really has some incredible gems and I really encourage you to get her book From Frantic to Focus because I I can assure you we've all had those frantic moments. I know I have where what do I do now? How do I how do I fit it all in? And this book has answers and can help you feel calmer as you're going through all of that. And remember, everything Beth was talking about is also about empowering you in some way because you matter. And what you do with your life and with your day and with your relationships and with your health really makes a difference, and it's about you. So make sure that you take some steps today and every day to empower yourself. They don't have to be big quantum leaps. They could be little steps, whatever it is, that help you move forward in your life. And I love something also that Beth said. She said so many wonderful things. Appreciate the little things, the things that matter, and and take time to see the joy. Yeah, there's a lot of mess going around and a lot of challenges and whatever, but there are moments of joy. And if you can cherish those moments, you can feel so much better, especially when you're dealing with with the other stuff. So thanks so much for being with us. If you want to get a hold of me, I'll give you the short version. Go to docwhite.org. Find out more about upcoming programs, shows, um, a lot of other things that you can do. And remember, take care of yourself because you're worth it. Thanks again. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.